Welcome to the Big Break Software Podcast. We'll be talking with software startup founders, software coaches, and consultants, and how they found their own software success. And now, let's get started with the show. Hi, everyone. This is Jordy Wardman here, host of the Big Break Software Podcast, where we talk to top leaders in the software field like Seth Godin, Andrew Warner of Mixergy, and many more. This is a show where we talk to proven founders about the 0 to 30,000 MR journey and beyond. Today's episode is brought to you by OneStop.io. We have 45 developers waiting to take your idea to fruition. If you want a reliable full-stack development team with top talent that costs half as much as in-house developers, and you know you can trust your SaaS or mobile app with us, we'll give you the first 30 days no risk, and we guarantee being on time and on budget, or we finish the project at no extra cost. Contact us at OneStop.fm. Let's talk about your SaaS project today. Today on the Big Break Software Podcast, I have founder and CEO of REI Conversion, Jesse Kwong. REI Conversion is a SaaS that helps you systematize and automate your land buying business. Today, we're going to talk to Jesse about where he came up with this idea, how he built and funded the MVP, how he bootstrapped his way from zero to product market fit of 30,000 MRR and beyond. How are you today, Jesse? I am doing good, Jordy. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. Um, so why, why don't you just, uh, I, I gave a little bit of an ex- explanation of what REI conversion does. Why don't you kind of just tell us what you need, what problem you um, solve for your customers? Yeah, for sure. I started off as a vacant land investor. I got, you know, started pretty quickly and I, it, it was something, it was sort of a side project that I was getting You still into. do it? You still do uh, it? I do, but not as actively. Now I'm, I'm really sort of focused on scaling and growing uh, REI conversion at this point in time. So we ended up, um, you know, I, I ended up meeting some people in, in, in the mastermind that I was part of for, for land investing. And then, you know, with my background uh, on the digital side of things, I was able to sort of build my websites up pretty quickly because there's a buy and a sell side. We're, we're flipping land here. Um, ended up helping other people sort of, you know, with their websites as well. And then soon enough, we started seeing a, a need for this. And we, for, we, for this, meaning what you were doing, like you were yeah. doing it for yourself and other people were saying like, hey, that's really cool. I want that. Is that no, basically were, what happened? They were land investors as well. They needed things like websites set up to be able to intake leads, to be able to market properties. So, you know, again, we were I, I got my sites up pretty quickly. This allowed me to scale and systemize pretty quickly. OK, so we helped other people start. I started helping people personally, just building out their websites and. Then eventually thought, hey, why don't we sort of make this into a product? We launched our first version uh, of our WordPress themes back in, I believe, in t- uh, 2018. And that kind of flopped. <laughs> so we went back to the drawing board, sort of redesigned everything and, and really focused on, on our marketing. And then... Wait, um, wait a second. Why did it flop and what flopped? Like, what, was, what did you do? Yeah. So I think what was... I'm trying to dig into my memory here. I think what flopped was um, I didn't really have any systems in place. Like it, I've sort of built these themes for people to just download and use, but there was no structure uh, structure to it. There was no onboarding process. I wasn't really thinking, hey, let's let's make this into a SaaS. It was sort of like, here you go. Here's a theme uh, as if I'm selling a, a theme on ThemeForest, but I just was selling it, you know, directly in, uh, through my own website. Were, at that were you selling it for like fifty, like fifty dollars? Yeah, something, like, so, okay. something along those lines. I, okay. I forgot what the price point. It was pretty low at that point in time. Okay. 
there was no way to sort of for me to license it or anything like that. So the the designs weren't the best at that time. I, I, I was just sort of testing things out at that time as well. Mm -hmm. So I went back to the drawing board because there, there was still a demand for it. And then uh, I looked at ways of how we could license the theme and then really started thinking in, in more of a terms of um, a, uh, you know running a, a, a WordPress theme like a SaaS business where mm -hmm. there's going to be recurring charges on it um, and we would continue to make updates and changes onto those themes. So, you know, uh, we did a sort of a, there wasn't an official relaunch or anything, but uh, about, uh, you know, six months later, uh, I restructured everything and then um, and, and then started uh, working on the marketing side of things as well. So that was sort of the beginning of things. Uh, it wasn't until 2020, which was last year, 2020, I, I met another fellow land investor and uh, we started chatting because he was using a system that he built for himself not on the website side of things, but really on the land management. People would okay. call it a CRM system. Are you, wait, so are you a developer? I am not. I am not a tech okay. founder. Yeah. So, okay. So, so when I, when I ask you like, like what problem you're solving, so this is basically you're building, so REI conversion basically builds webs like you know give someone a website and then has the sort of back end that they can manage and manage your funnel and stuff is that is that essentially what it does yeah so so the the website side of things is really helping them with their marketing you know they okay. needed help with marketing to generate leads okay and now, so when did you build that or who built it I, I was a designer. I had a um, a team of sorry, not a team, a, a, another partner at, in, at that time who was sort of uh, developing for me at that time. Okay. And what's a stack? That's a great question. What does that even mean? <laughs> Jesse, you should know this. You should have this at the top of your, your top of your head. Uh, like, what technology is it? Like, like Ruby, or do you know um, what programming languages they use? With WordPress. Uh, is it I WordPress? Mean, is it yes. WordPress? Okay. Yes, okay. Fine. Right. So it's yeah. PHP. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So it's now walk me through like, you know, the whole sort of MVP phase of it. So you, the themes didn't work. And so what was your next step? The, the themes worked. It's just that um, you couldn't make money from it. Yeah, it, it was definitely not something that I thought would be scalable at that point. Um, you know, it was sort of a one-off product. And honestly, we didn't we didn't have a plan. I didn't have a plan at that point. You know, I was I was sort of just feeling my way. You were more that. of a land investor, so you were like getting into SaaS. You didn't know that much about it. Exactly. I have I, no tech background whatsoever. But um, you are a designer. I am a designer, yes. Okay. Um, I focused a lot on designing and, and, and digital marketing. Prior to all of this, I was running a membership site for, you know, a beauty, uh, it was an online beauty school with my wife that we were doing. So okay. that was really my background really to, to, to the, you know, tech side of things, you know, I, I, but okay. again, I focused a lot more on, on, on the marketing side of things. Okay. Okay, great. So you had, as a designer, you designed this plugin. You came up with what the GUI, I guess. You, you came up with this sort of dashboard and stuff like that. So th there was this side of the the WordPress side, right? Mm -hmm. That's just strictly themes and, and plugins that we were building out. Yeah. On the other end of things, we were working on a, a CRM system to help manage their land business. There was some integration between the websites and how it fed into, you know, your leads would feed into the CRM system. 
and so was it of, your CRM, or are you saying like any CRM that you could integrate with, like a Zoho or something like that? No, it was our own CRM system that we were. Okay, doing. so it was spe- it was CRM that specifically for buying land. That's right. So this was a system that my now current tech co-founder he was using for his personal land business. Ah, uh, okay, I see. So that's when you kind of guys joined. You had this sort of front end and the design, and he had the CRM, and you guys decided to, to join. Is that correct? Not really. I mean, um, he was he was building this. I thought this would be a great fit under our company as another product. We had our, our websites, and then we have our CRM. Well, he didn't have any designs or anything at that point. He was, again, he was just using this for his system. There was no design to it, but... When we sort of partnered up together, we started, you know, working on the design and, and, and the UI and the UX for the entire system. He Again, it was easy for him because it was a system he personally used, but we were working on sort of productizing this thing that he, 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 was, uh, he built. So that took us a few months. And then in 2020, uh, around July, that's when we sort of launched our CRM side of things. So REI conversion it really is sort of an umbrella with with a couple products the uh, the the marketing websites and the CRM system these all sort of help feed into allowing an investor to be able to streamline and and systemize their business so that they can continue to scale their land investing business okay great okay that makes sense so tell me about how you guys kind of joined together what is equity split when did you decide to join you know those sorts of questions you know yeah so it was pretty informal um we spoke um early on in 2020 and you know he's demoed his product quite a bit and uh, i knew that this was something needed in this space he had no intention well it's not that he didn't have any intention, but um, he had no plans as of yet at that point, I believe, to sort of make this into a product and run it as a, as a SaaS product. So we decided to go in 50-50 on it. He had something already at that point in time. I guess you could say I, you know, um, I so-called purchased or acquired his, his software that he was using. And then moving forward from there, we would split you know the product fifty fifty at that point in time. Now that's so, okay. Yeah, that's sorry, what I was just going to say. That's the initial plan, but um, I, I think we will be eventually doing some sort of restructure uh, in, okay. in the future. Yeah. Okay. Now, why is that? I think, especially for planning, it, it sort of makes planning a little bit tricky when it uh, comes to our capital on in, in terms of you know how much money we have to be able to spend because we're splitting profits right now. Um, it, it makes it really tricky. And one of the other tricky things is I'm a Canadian. He's an American living in Korea. We're sort of, we're, we may be restructuring things when he sort of uh, goes back to America to see how we can, um, you know, rework how we sort of, you know, how, how does sort of equity split look like? So uh, there's what, still what is a the company of... now? What is the company, U.S. company, Canadian It's company? a Canadian company. Okay, it's a Canadian company. Yeah. And what would you say that the lessons learned uh, from doing a 50-50 split? Because uh, personally, I have been involved in, in some partnerships and a 50-50 split didn't work out the same. Yeah. Um, and generally now, what if somebody asked me, I would say something like, you know, why don't you start off with 5% each now and then you vest over 18 months? And yeah. then you kind of, and there's a, there's a, um, there's a brilliant uh, book 
called Slicing Pie. Have you heard of that? Maybe no, I haven't. Uh, no, oh, it's great. It's basically like it's a rolling equity sort of calculator. And as somebody, so you, so that the premise is you, you base, basically start at say five percent, and as someone puts more capital in, that goes into their uh, equity side of the you know of the chart. And somebody puts time in, so you both agree on like what's my time, what's what's yours worth, um, and it's a really good system. Uh, the only reason I'm saying that is because um, if somebody were to ask me like, what do you think about equity? I always uh, think this is a very interesting conversation to get into with other entrepreneurs because there's a you know it's a very sort of important topic that gets overlooked, especially in the beginning. And not to take away from your story, but what what would you say, I mean, how could you, like, what are some of the lessons you've learned thus far with this structure this way? And how, what do you guys envision making it, being able to work in the future? Yeah, so we're still early on in that f- sort of thought process. Um, I think one of the harder things was like, well, how do we, you know, how do we fund things if we continue to just split that 50-50? So we've sort of lowered our split now, actually. think We just did that recently and, you know, leave some equity in the company to be able to continue to fund the company. But um, in terms of, of lessons, I mean, yeah, I, I, th- I think that would, would be the biggest one, be able to continue to fund what we're doing, you know, be able to hire out um that sort of made it really tricky Um, and it's something that we didn't really plan ahead for to be honest Um, Mm -hmm. we kind of just kind of dove into it and and just said hey let's just sort of do this as a 50 50 but um yeah i I think that that planning ahead was sort of what makes it a bit challenging you know who you know everything is sort of run between me and him at this point and and a couple of you know other team members Um, it it is Mm -hmm. a pretty cozy team here at at REI conversion so yeah. So what's the team now? Like five people then? Yeah, about five people. Yeah. Okay. And your revenues are good though. I mean, you you said you were doing 40,000. I mean, that should be plenty enough for, for some growth, right? Where's most of the money go? Is it going all into marketing or something? Or No. Um, it, at the beginning, again, it was just split between the, between the two of us. So we didn't really do any planning on, on how to, you know, allocate funds and, and where to go. I mean, we don't, both of us didn't have a lot of experience in that area. So um, it was sort of, we just kind of, you know, we, we split it and, and then it went into each of our pockets, basically. I mean, it, that's what that's what was happening. And then now, it, it, it you know, because we're, we're leaving, you know, a good chunk of it in the business, we're able to reinvest back and, and start growing the business. So it's only been about a little bit over a year since we've launched. Um, so there's definitely a lot of learning lessons. We, I spent a lot of time on the marketing side and he spent so much time on the development side and you know, we're on, on in line with, with everything, but um, we're still sort of learning how do we navigate, how to structure this business, yeah. um, how to, you know, structure, you know, our capital and whatnot. So that, that has been sort of a big, big um, struggle for us. Well, I wouldn't say struggle, but um, something that we're still navigating together. It's one of the challenges that you're having in terms of like reaching. I am, I am totally not a details guy or a numbers guy. So that makes and it very is he, challenging. Is he though? Uh, he is. He is. Okay, yes. so that's good. So it sounds like you guys complement each other. You're sort of design and marketing. He's a product guy and development. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good uh, partnership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And absolutely, we, we sort of complement each other very well. And and I would say in a year you've done well. I mean, it sounds like you launched just before COVID. I'm sure COVID 
must have been a crazy time. Yeah, so COVID actually uh, was, you know, the silver lining thing of things, I guess. It, it was it did well for our business uh, as a lot of people were starting to look to move out of cities, get out of populated areas, wanted to buy, you know, land in remote areas and whatnot. So, um, you know, business is booming for a lot of land investors. Now, given that we were new, you know, we're still growing in the space. Um, but uh, we, we definitely saw some, um, you know, consistent growth through, through mm-hmm. the past year. Okay. Um, okay, so when you first launched your MVP, mm-hmm. um, he had the CRM, you, you had the design. What was involved in merging those two together? Can you, can you kind of talk to me about, like, what were the costs of doing that? What was involved in the programming? How long did it take? Yeah, so at that time, we, we had a contract set up where I would pay him a flat fee until we've launched, uh, until, uh, until we launched. And then after that, that's when the product split, uh, the profit split would happen. So he was working full time on it himself. Uh, I brought in and a you developer. Were paying him. To, sorry? You were paying him to I was for this custom. Yeah. It was sort of like a custom uh, d- development build for this. So he already, yeah, he already had a version up and running for himself, uh, okay. but we wanted to add a couple other features and obviously make it this into a product, uh, uh, right? So again, he was running it for himself, but he sort of had an MVP already, but it wasn't sort of out there or anything like that. He was using it for himself, um, but he did get quite a bit of feedback from from the community as he showcased it once or twice of, of what he was sort of doing it. Uh, privately so it took about another three to four months to get everything up and running i think we first spoke back in january or february and then we launched in july so i don't know how many months that is about three four or five months okay um, until we got it ready uh, july of 2020 yes that's right so you launched basically through covid you guys were working through covid working on this yeah and and what was the um like, what was the response with the first customers? I mean, were you getting feedback? Were you, when, when you were developing, were you speaking to, to some potential customers or did you, have, did you have some people that were still using the WordPress themes that you could go back to and says, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Yeah. What do you think of this? Were you yeah. doing that? Yeah, so we, we had a couple people that we were bouncing ideas with as well, but both my partner Kevin and I, because we were in the land space, we you already, both knew the space pretty we very knew well. The space pretty well already, um, okay. and what was what was needed. And at that, you know, the, the MVP was pretty basic in what what it did, um, and it really sort of just covered sort of the essential uh, features that needed to to be okay. done. But that's pretty much it at first. And yeah. what would you say? So three months development. So what are we talking about? Like kind of like a $15,000, $20,000 cost, would you say? Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah. Okay, exactly. perfect. So and some of your time in designing and stuff. So maybe let's call it 30000 which is, I, I think is a great price for an MVP if you can. Mind you, uh, he already had the base. Ah, uh, true, yeah. Right, okay. already, already on his end. But... Yeah, we're looking at about that cost, yeah. Okay. And when you launched, how was it received? Tell me about the first sort of five customers. Oh, man. It's such a blur. <laughs> so because we had a user base already, it was easy for us to tap into our sort of people that were using the website side of saying, hey, you know, we're, we're, we're launching this. We sort of did. The themes you're talking about. These are the people that have bought the themes. That's right. Exactly. And how many of those people were there about? At that point in time, I told you I'm not a numbers guy, but uh, <laughs> I think we had about a hundred to two hundred users at that 
Okay, so the, the these are people, the, say a hundred people that had all bought the theme for about fifty or something. Is that right? So they were um, some of them were already at that point, um, uh, sort of on under a recurring plan. So we've done so many pricing changes along the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we did all a lot right, of pricing so... changes, but some of them were, you know, one-off customers. Some of them were on a recurring billing system at that point. Um, so we tapped into that. I think we had about, you know, in our first month, you know, 15 to 20 new users. Um, we got tons of feedback, obviously. Uh, um, and they were all coming through WordPress or were they coming from your email list? They were coming from both. So WordPress okay. email list and then also um, our community. So I had a Facebook group at that time um, to sort of market towards as well. Okay. And how big was the Facebook group? Facebook group was, I think, just, you know, about 700 to 800 at that point. In time. 700 people that were all land buyers. Land this is investors. Really yeah. Land investors. It's yeah. kind of a niche uh, market, really, isn't it? That's right. Uh, land yeah. investors, people that go, that flip land. Yeah. Um, because, you know, land doesn't, you know, like land is really just equity, right? So you, there's no cash flow or anything like that. So you're really sort of buying something and hoping the equity is going to increase and then you're flipping it. Is that what they're doing or are they buy and hold? Yeah, uh, there's so many ways they can go about this. Um, so a lot of people will just do a cash flip. Typically, we'll buy low and sell high. Um, now, a lot of people also sell on terms. So they'll, um, you know, um, the, the, there is a bit of cash flow with that. You know, they'll, they'll sell it to somebody for, you know, 300 down and then 300 every month for the next four years or something along those lines. Or some now that uh, land is starting to go up quite a bit, a lot, some people are, are holding on to it. Um, I think COVID is, is, is driving a lot of this as well, but uh, you, you get a good mix. But a, a mass majority of them are sort of buying and flipping for cash. Okay. So, so 15, 20 users in the first month. Um, yeah. What was pricing at that time? Obviously think, different than it is now. Yeah, for sure. So we launched at about, I believe, closer to the $150 per month mark. Okay. Uh, now we're sitting right from there. WordPress. So is, is was the funnel, you have to go to WordPress, search for the question. plugin, yeah. um, and then download the plugin? That that was the funnel? It's, it's not a plugin. It's a standalone system. So there wasn't okay. a lot of relationship between the WordPress and the CRM. But you still, you, you, you would need both to be able to sort of run your land business. You need marketing websites to buy land and sell it. And you need a a business management tool to manage all your leads, to manage all your sales, to manage all your uh, mailing, because we do a lot of mailing uh, as well. We we mail to landowners, so you know you would need both. But at that point, you didn't need the website to get the the the, the Pebble side, the, the the CRM side of things. It's either or at that time. Um, it still is right now, but we're restructuring that at this moment. So 150 a month. Yep. At fifteen users coming in per month, which is mm -hmm. you know pretty pretty good. So you're right away you're almost at like four four thousand or something like that. And what was what was sort of paying the bills at this time? Because you just spent thirty thousand building yeah. this. Was was it the land? Did you sell some land or something? You know, I, I started slowing down on land quite a bit because I was trying to generate content. Not only that, work on work on the SaaS itself and. Uh, but I had a prior business, as I mentioned. Uh, I was uh, running a, a membership site at that point in time. Okay, it the was beauty sort of slowing one, yeah. down because my yeah. focus was no longer there. So that was sort of funding things. And as well as the, the WordPress side of things, 
you know, we, we were profitable. So um, that sort of continued to help um, pay the bills uh, and keep the lights on here. When you say the WordPress, you mean the themes? The themes, yeah, yeah. Okay, the themes, yeah. and then and then as you rolled the SaaS out, you what did you do with those other businesses? So on the membership side of things, like I said, the the beauty beauty business, um, we just sort of let it fizzle out. Uh, looking back at it, I should have sold it, but uh, yeah. now I just didn't have time to think about that. I didn't really think hard about that. Uh, you know, I wish I did that. You can't. You can't now. I, I can't now. I just the track record for the last couple of years haven't looked good because we haven't spent a minute on there. So yeah, yeah, um, it's 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 pretty near impossible, I think, to make it even worthwhile at this point. So that, anyway, so that was that. I think what 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 was the question? What was funding things? Yeah, what was funding things? So it was sort of the WordPress. The WordPress like the themes, themes were containing really, to fund okay. things at that point. Okay, in time. Well, but, I'm sure it was tight. It was pretty tight, though. I'm sure, right? It was. It just was getting... Yeah, yeah. But you know, good thing is our CRM was profitable. Um, it wasn't like crazily profitable, but uh, both me and my partner knew that it would be a you know a slow growth, um, and and we sort of both had a little bit of income um, banked away, and and he was still doing yeah. land investing as well, so. He, okay. he still had income coming in. Yeah. Now, if you're growing, was was it consistent at fifteen twenty a month for the like? How long was it? Were you getting that sort of growth in the beginning? Yeah, I think it's been. It, I think it's been pretty consistent um, since uh, last year. Yeah, and we sort of uh, saw a, 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 a more of a growth early on this year, and then through throughout summer, we've been steadily growing. Um, since then what are you getting now for example um, like last month would you get in terms of new new customers yeah about about 30 30 to 20 to 30 new um, users okay. a month yeah that's great so so really good so you opened up 15 new users i mean that's great i think every founder would love to find some kind of a product that did did you know at that time you're like wow this is really good or were you no, I, I didn't. I, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. We had goals sort of set, but uh, did you have like financials? Did you have a spreadsheet that says, "Okay, we think the market is this. This is this is what um, we think we can charge. Here's where we where we think we're going to be at three in in a year. Here's where we're going to be in two years." Did you have like that kind of business? We did model have some it? sort of, you know, forecasting and 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 planning, um, but. Um, it, it was challenging for us to know what is the addressable market for us. It, it, it's such a niche little space that we weren't sure. And, and this space is continuing to grow. Um, I knew it was growing because um, of, of the website, of the, of, you know, working on the theme side of things. I saw how many people were working, you know, uh, doing houses, were, were flipping houses, that were wholesaling houses, that were house investors we're coming into the land space and, and that space is continuing to grow. So it, it could have been just good timing, but um, yeah, I, there wasn't a lot of numbers for us to work off of. But um, at, at this point in time, you know, almost coming to a year and, and coming close to a half, a, a, a year and a half, I think we're still on track of where we're looking to be at. So, um, so you were hitting, you were hit, you hit all your targets then, which is great. It's usually people always say, Oh, you make your targets and, you know, you'd be lucky if you make half and yeah. the market's <laughs> going to be a third of the size that you think it'll be. And what did you predict the market at, the market size? 
didn't know that much, but what do you what do you what do you figure it is? So the way we sort of looked at the market size was sort of how many how many users we think we would be at by by the end of the first year and um, by by the second year. So you know we're we're hoping to at least reach you know close to two hundred users in, in our f- first year, and I felt pr- pretty ambitious. But uh, yeah. But, it was sort of looking at uh, our competitors, and I forgot what we sort of dove into, but I had those numbers sort of written down, and we were able to meet those numbers. So, and then we're we're hoping to continue to you know do- at least double that in in the next year and a half. So, okay. And so, what about what about churn? Yeah. So, this is so funny. I just had a uh, had I just had a chat with. <laughs> one of our one of my coaches of like man you know one of the worst numbers that i never know and everybody seems to know is their churn rate um mm-hmm. and i have still yet to uh narrow down on that so we did see uh, you know uh, you know some churn throughout the way but th- this was quite a this is pretty sticky product because once they start mailing and doing their 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 marketing through um our crm system you know th- they did stick around for a while and they they continue to do so but um if you're talking about an exact churn rate, I don't have that for you. <laughs> no, that's fine. But so, for example, like how many customers do you have right now? We're hovering close to a little bit over 200. Well, almost we're heading close to 300, I believe. 300. Okay. Yeah. So in a year, okay, year and a half, growing at 15, 20. Yeah. So that's, so that's pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you, there's definitely some churn. It's, it sounds like it's maybe around five percent or something. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so th- so that's great. I mean, in terms of a, a SaaS rollout, it sounds like a dream. Honestly, to me, I speak to a lot of SaaS founders. This sounds like a really smooth rollout. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, uh, it's hard for me to gauge. Again, I don't have a lot of background in in SaaS. Um, mind you, I. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming we're, we're doing okay, um, and we hope yeah. to you know, continue to grow. What do you have like? Do you have projections on when you reach, say, like a hundred thousand MRR? We do somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. We do, we do somewhere. I'll have to dig those. Is it up. like next year? You think? I don't think we'll get there by next year. I think we we hope to we hope to get there. You know, a little bit over. I would say probably. 20 what is it 2021 so 2023 early 2023 okay that's the goal. what about taking on investment would you consider that yeah it's funny because both both my partner and i we talked about running more of a lifestyle business mm-hmm. than and, and continue to bootstrap this i think there it does open a lot of doors up if we did take investment and that's a conversation we still have yet to sort of revisit and and a lot of it i don't know i don't know why we do this but we all say hey kevin when you're back in the states you know he's sort of in limbo right now living living in korea so uh, when we sort of have a better idea at that point in time oh sorry we will have a better idea at that point in time when we sort of sit sit down and chat uh, Kevin and I have yet to meet in person as well. I mean, we spend so much of our time just, it's been such a blur of, of a year just working on mm-hmm. this, 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 and this. And, and we neglect a lot of the sort of business talk of things. And that that is starting to catch up to us now. And we're, we're starting to realize mm-hmm. that. So yeah, when we're talking about taking out investments, I don't know enough about this area. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, th- that comes with added pressure and, and whatnot. But uh it, it it may come down to that eventually, though. Yeah, 
One thing that I've spoken to some founders, uh, we had Rob Walling. Do you know Rob Walling, a no. tiny seed guy? He's he's got a um, an accelerator, and he's basically like a bootstrapper. He's he's a really sharp entrepreneur. Um, he built and sold company Drip um, dot com to lead pages for twenty million or whatever, yeah. and started a, an accelerator. And he he believes in 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 life, you know, like life, you know, um, lifestyle companies. He's um, a bootstrapper himself. It could be an option in terms of because you you get some capital, it would be good, but you get a lot of mentorship, right. and so you would get structure. So I'm just saying this could be a good option for you or any of our other listeners out there that are sort of in a similar situation as you. They're you know they they're like oh, I don't know if I should raise money. I, I'm a bootstrapper myself. I've never take I have taken on investment but i sold those companies um and then part of the reason that i haven't taken on investment is because i talk on took on investment before and it was like a, these investors treat you know they were multiple uh you know majority owners and they you know sort of i i kind of felt like they were my boss that's and right so i didn't want yeah. to take it on but this type of a structure you know these guys are like you know they're you know they're sort of minority owners they don't, you know, they're just there more for sort of guidance and mentorship and some accountability. It could be a really good option for you guys. And, and what, um, what's that again, uh, Jordy? It's called Tiny Seed. Tiny Seed. Okay, I'll definitely check that yeah, out. Yeah, and they have a big, they have a, a big community, really sharp um, guys in there. You know, some of the um, some of the coaches are people that all have SASs that are doing, you know, $10 million or whatever. And, you know, they've, they've been there, you know. So I'm just saying... Um, taking on investment could be something that kind of, you know, just adds a little bit, bit of gas to the fire for you guys. Yeah. Although it sounds like your your growth is doing great if you can, you know, figure out the sort of reinvesting back into the into the company, right. and, which it sounds like you guys are figuring out. What about now that you have now that you're sort of getting things going? What are some of the what are some of, some of the things that you're looking towards building? now to like build out the product what about expanding outside of land you know land buying yeah we've thought about that i, th I think the, the the next big thing for us is really figuring out you know some major integrations that we're, we're looking at um you know we've decided that pebble wouldn't do everything under the sun so that that's sort of a big one for t t 2022 when you um, say pebble what's that what's pebble sorry <laughs> Pebble is the name of the CRM. So REI Conversion has a couple different products, and, and the CRM oh, okay. thing is called REI Pebble. Yeah, sorry. REI Pebble. Uh, okay. and, and I'm trying to remember what was the question again. Like, what are some of the products that you, some of the things that you're working right. on? Right. So it, yeah, we plan to expand to a different uh, market, like you know, looking at housing and, and things like that. We thought about that. I don't think we're at that point just because there's just so much still to be fulfilled in in the land space that we haven't yet built out yet. We have, you know, users from you know, d different different spaces using our, our CRM system, but uh, we we definitely haven't focused on that, and that's definitely a, a conversation to be had as well. But um, right now, we're we're really hardcore focused on, you know, bringing as much value to land investors, specifically land investors. We feel like if mm -hmm. we can dominate this space, then yeah, know, that, that it sounds like cool. a great strategy um, in terms of just owning that space. Yeah. Um, Likely, there's nobody else doing it. Is there anyone else doing that? There, there are a few other competitors, but um, they aren't really we, focused on on their SaaS. They're more 
you know, educators, gurus that have okay. a side product, but doesn't get as okay. much, I would say, love uh, as we, uh -huh. we just solely focus on the product itself. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now, you, you said that you focused on marketing. I'd like to sort of n like dive into like where you were getting initially this 15, 20 users. It sounds like a little bit from the Facebook uh, group, a little bit from maybe your email list of the theme buyers, no. some from WordPress. But can you kind of tell me about the marketing like then and how it's evolved to where you are now like getting 20 30 users a month where is your marketing efforts going and yeah. what, what have you seen success with uh, i think one of the first things that sort of gave us a good start running was uh, a partnership um that i that i had with um one of um a pretty pretty prominent i would say an influencer in the space or a, a major blogger he was actually the person that showed me how to land invest so you know uh it was more of an affiliate relationship that we had with him that sort of get, get us a, a huge running start because mm -hmm. he had a huge email list he, he he was just an authority in the space so that got us running with with the wordpress theme side of things allowed us to build our user base with that allowed us to build an email list with that as well um, so when we launched, you know, we had we had a, a you know a tiny list and a, and a community to be able to market to. So partnerships have been really key for us, and um, you know I, I I don't like to use that word affiliate, but we do have affiliate, you know, which is our users can become affiliates. But why don't you like to use that word? It just has some weird connotations to it. <laughs> what you don't like? So you don't like the fact that affiliates are selling for you, or what is it? No, that you I, don't I, like I think when people hear, I don't know what it is in the um, uh, real estate world, and when they start hearing that word affiliates, it's a bit of a bit of a turnoff. I don't know what it is. That's that's my gut feel, anyways. But we do have an affiliate program. Don't get me wrong. Uh, our mm -hmm. partners are. Uh, a, a bit of a larger but, split, and those are people okay. who are educators or or an authority in the space. Okay, and and that's generally the type of partnerships or influencers. They're not like partnerships with other software. That's right. That's right. That's okay. Right. Not like if you don't have a partnership with, say, you know, another WordPress. Um, no, no. Uh, Add-on or something like that. No, no. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that that's been a huge one for us. Really, I mean, g generating content sort of has has been a huge help for us as well. So whether we're doing webinars to you know webinars have been great for us the podcast has been great for us uh, i'm not much of a blogger so i kind of stay away from blogging but okay those two sort but of the podcast has helped to you yeah yeah in what way like what how do you podcast and how does the podcast help you yeah so i get a chance to bring on a lot of different land investors onto that show um and um, interview them about their strategy um mm -hmm. and you know we do let people know about our our product on that show so that you know it's hard for me to attribute, um, you know, how much traffic we get from our podcast that end up buying. But a lot of my demo calls, uh, you know, I, I do hear they do let me know that they sort of heard me through through our podcast. So, so you use it generally as sort of an aggregator to bring all the land in people that are invest, interested in investing in land. They sort of come to you as an authority in the market and they listen and they say, hey, what's Jesse doing? OK, he's I'm going to use his system because I'm sure it works. He knows he's a land investor himself. That's sort of the, mm -hmm. the strategy. Behind yeah, it. there isn't a lot of land investing podcasts out there. So there there are by I would again, I'll say educators or gurus, but 
I, I put myself out there as I'm not an educator, I'm not a guru, but I get a chance to sort of speak to a lot of people who are doing, you know, good, great things, good things, so-so things, you know, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. upfront with that on that podcast. So that has been uh, helpful and webinars has, has also been uh, a huge help for, for us as well. Like webinars, so what would be an ex- do you, what would be an example of like how to buy land? Is that sort of yeah? Um, so uh, I'll typically bring on uh, one of our users who, um, who are you know um, we'll, we'll sort of structure a framework together. For example, how to strategize how to strategize on pricing land, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know how to make an offer, you know a new way of making an offer because so many of these courses out there are you know they've been launched for so long uh, things have changed so mm-hmm. me being able to do webinars i'm able to con- constantly talk about the latest strategies and and, and ways that people are acquiring do you compensate own. these guys it, yep, you yep. you do comp wait, wait, how do you compensate so them? whatever we bring in um together they they are basically an affiliate at that point so okay. they get a chunk so they're a user and then you give them a portion of the sales that That's come in correct, and yeah. how often how often do you kind of switch up this content so we try to do four major ones across the year but then we'll have smaller ones sprinkled um but um so uh, and do you and- run traffic to it sorry you run traffic to it? Not paid traffic, but we'll we'll sort of blast it out to our list. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll, okay. we'll we're we're involved in, in a lot of different communities, and they've got a, their own following as well. So we'll we'll sort of get them to email and blast within their own communities as well. Great, uh, Jesse. We're coming to the end of end of our show. One last question for you. Uh, looking back from where you're sitting now, forty thousand MRR, you got nice steady growth. You're looking at hundred thousand in the next sort of eighteen months. What would you tell yourself when you were first launching now from the lessons that you've learned? <laughs> I'm horrible at planning. I'm horrible at details. I, I would say sort of well. And then again, like I, I, I'll be honest here. I, I didn't know if this would work out when we first started. Uh, it was uh-huh. a bit of a gamble on my end to kind of go down this path. I would sort of tell myself, hey, uh, you'll figure it out um, and, and, and start, uh, you know, planning for the future. So like we mentioned about how we sort of did the profit split, um, we, we didn't leave much money in the company to, yeah. uh, you know, invest into the future. But uh, I, I would say that was that was a huge one. And plan for scale. Uh, I, at, at that point in time, I was I was pretty nervous about everything that we were doing. But I, I really didn't have much to lose at that point in time. So yeah. it kind of dove head yeah. in. I, I would say, you know, have some sort of a structure planning. And one thing we never got to talk a little bit about was having... And I've talked to you about this, Jordy. You know, you know, SOP, standard of procedures. Um, yeah. You know, we did so much hiring and firing, and 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 I wish I had that because that would have saved me a lot of time. Uh, and I'm still, I still struggle with that. So it's not like SOPs. A, uh, yeah, it's not like yeah. I had a Wikipedia like a lot of companies do <laughs> like their SOPs. But yeah, we're, we're starting from somewhere at this point. But I wish I started that early on. That's a huge one. For yeah. Me. Okay, great. SOPs. I like it, Jesse. Thank you so much. How can people find out more about you if they want to reach out? Uh, obviously, we'll have uh, REI conversion in the show notes, but how can people reach yeah, out? If, if you're interested, interested to learn more about what we do, you can head over to our site, reiconversion.com. I also run a podcast. If you're, a lot of people don't even know there's such thing called land investing, so um, you can definitely check out the podcast and get a glimpse of what it looks like in this world. So uh, you can find, find me on all, all the po- podcast platforms. Cool. Thank you so much, Jesse. Jordy, thanks very much.
Thanks for listening to the Big Break Software Podcast with your host, Jordy Wardman. Be sure to click subscribe and check us out on the web. Keep listening and your software Big Break could be right around the corner. <music>